What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Tuesday, May 27th, 2014, and you guys are listening to episode 161. How the hell are you? Um, I hope everybody had a good Memorial Day. We will talk about that um, on this show. A lot of stuff to talk about on this show. We got the unacceptables, got some sports. Um, I got a packed show here and, uh, some cel- hilarious, hilarious shit to talk about. As always, you want to know why? Cause you know, and I know that this podcast is awesome. Not as awesome as this. I think, I, I don't know. I'm leaning towards that. I don't know. Anyway, how the hell are you? Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your comments. Welcome back. And um, I wasn't going to do the podcast on Memorial Day because I know that everybody would be getting it on either Tuesday or Wednesday anyway. So, um, And the last one I put out on Thursday, so I wanted to do this to catch up. Also, I am driving in about, what is it now? Yeah, in about nine hours, I am going to be driving to Cleveland, Ohio because the all-in tour kicks off on the East Coast there. And I'm looking forward to being with my friends, Joe Bartnick and Jason Lawhead. I'm going to talk about them a little bit um, on the show, give you guys a little insight in the personalities of all of us because we all, you know, we're all different um, in our own ways. We even like, you know, hang out different, but we just mesh and get along really, really well. So I'm going to talk about that stuff. I'm obviously, as you could uh, hear in my voice, I'm feeling better, even though the allergies are killing me. Um, I'm feeling way better, feeling more energetic, eating better. And you know what, guys? I've decided that I'm not even doing the little cheating shit anymore where I see a bag of cookies or a fucking jar of jelly beans or this or that. Somebody baked this. All of this shit is in my house. Okay? I'm just not doing it. Today, I had a chocolate chip cookie in my hand and I looked at it. I looked at this chocolate chip cookie the way, remember like Chris Rock in uh, New Jack City was just like holding a crack pipe, crying, like lighting it, wasn't a pookie or boot, whatever the fuck, like I, I was looking at it like that, minus the crying part, and I just put it down and I go, no, and you know what, a couple of days of that, had a party here, had one beer, Sipped a couple of cocktails, but like, you know, a little vodka with some juice, nothing crazy. Stayed away from soda, stayed away from beer, stayed away from a lot of bread. And today somebody goes, hey, you losing weight? Look, I could tell in your face. And it's like, yes. So you got to be disciplined. So I'm doing that shit and I'm feeling better. Um, But I'm not going to lie. My son's birthday late night, I was eating cookies. But after that, there were a ton left over and I did not do it. We have... Here's the thing of my wife. My wife, I don't know if anybody else's wife does this after parties, but my wife is just absolutely, um, you know, just like we get food and like she's like a big Tupperware. She's like a fucking like, and it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's cool to have leftovers. It's cool to have stuff in the refrigerator and always have your refrigerator packed with stuff. So I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about her doing this. It's just, I mean, there's too much stuff in there sometimes. It's like we have like a quarter of a six foot sub in there. We have um, sausage and peppers there. We have all kinds of like stuff there. And I'm just going in there. I'm going, don't do it. Don't do it. 
I had yogurt for a meal. Sometimes just like maybe like a cheese stick. One meal a day, carbohydrates. I know, I always talk about this shit. You guys don't give a shit about my diet, but that's what I've been trying to do. Anyway, what have I been up to show-wise? Um, you know, not much. Kind of kept it light. Didn't want to be away for my son's birthday um, party. Of course not. So, uh, just... Oh, I do want to say thank you to Eric Griffin. I believe he plays Taco on uh, Workaholics. He was over at Levity Live uh, performing... And uh, he was nice enough, uh, cool enough to let me go there and run a uh, five-minute clean set. I'm working on a five-minute clean set for um, for something. And, you know, he was cool. And the nice thing was I showed up to Levity. I had the night off, and it was like the night before the party. And my wife and sister were just getting stuff ready. And I really want to comment about what they did for the party, too, because it was incredible. But I'll get to that in a second. Um, you know, it was one of those, it was Friday night, the night before the party, they were getting stuff done in the house, we did a ton of work in the house, clean stuff out, getting ready, and what I did was, I just, um, was sitting home, and I was like, babe, you know, I gotta go, I wanna go to, um, you know, I wanna go out, I'm gonna try to get up, so I called over to Levity Live, who, by the way, the best, the best. Oh my God. Like I can't shout that, that club out enough. Owner Steve Mazzilli, uh, Jason and Melanie, the two managers there, just the best. I swear to God, man, like they, they're so amazing to, to people that they work with comedians that they like or comedians that they believe in or whatever. And it was so cool to just be able to call up and go, Hey, can I run this? And like, even though they asked Eric Griffin, they were just like, yeah, come through. Awesome. And, um, I went there and I didn't really know, um, you know, Eric that much or whatever. I just seen him on, you know, seen his name and face out there at, at clubs and stuff. And, uh, I was like, ah, oh, maybe the person opening for him is a friend of mine. Not only one, but both. My buddy Sean Donnelly was there and my buddy Rich Franchese was there hosting. So I go in there and I know everybody and it was almost like it just turned into like this work night for me, even though I was just running five minutes and I had a great time over there. So thank you so much to the people there, man. Awesome, awesome club, awesome people. I had a great time. And then um, <laughs> the weekend came. We did the party on Saturday. And my wife and sister. So the theme for my son's party was the Minions. The Minions from Despicable Me. You know, the movies one and two. The little yellow dudes with the one or two eyes and the shit, you know. And they went above and beyond. Like to the point where they had like life-size like cutout, cardboard cutouts of the Minions. So like all the kids who came to the party, they're just running around our backyard like mad people. And they're taking pictures with these cardboard Minions. I'm actually going to post a picture up on my Facebook with one. And then all these kids are taking pictures. And there was like a Minion pinata. Then my sister, she made these cupcakes that was like blue frosting and then she actually made a minion on top of it and what she did was she cut a twinkie in half and made the eyes and the hair and on on the twinkie and then it stuck in the blue frosting and they were sick it was unbelievable like the detail that they did so fellas when you get mad at your woman 
your wife, your girl, you get mad because they just want to go too much at it. Just let them because the final product is a beautiful thing. All the way to the point where like the jelly bean, the jelly bean um, things were like half blue and half yellow. For It was just like insane. And the display of cupcakes were on like this three layer glass platter. It, it was it was like a fucking mini like like wedding, like cocktail hour. It was just unbelievable. And my son was so thrilled and people were just running around. It was awesome. My favorite part by far was when all the kids, <laughs> all the kids lined up <laughs> to hit the pinata. They had like one of those, you know, like a, like a stick ball bat. And they have this like mini and pinata just hanging there on the balloons, wherever it was sick. So just the way the kids got psyched up before they hit, you know, so my wife was like kind of giving the instructions. All right, guys, you get three swings each. Okay. And that's it. And then you move to the back of the line. And like one kid <laughs> just made me lose it. He got so overzealous. He swung so hard and like missed. And then like he started, <laughs> he started laughing and I'm just, I'm looking at this shit and I am just laughing my ass off. It was so much fun, so cool to see. Um, just great, man. And I'm so glad. Well, I would not have let the, my my job or the business that I've chosen, I would never let it take me away from, from that stuff. But it was just great. So I hope everybody had a good um, Memorial Day weekend. And then my mother-in-law uh, first said, I want to take the kids on Sunday if you guys want some time off. And at first I was like, no, because I got to go to Cleveland. I want to be with the kids. And then my wife was like, listen, I need a break. We'll have them back on Monday and you'll be with them Monday and Tuesday before you go. And I have been home and local for the past month. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And um, my mother-in-law took both kids and I'm just like, I'm just doing nothing. We like straightened up the house and we just laid down and did nothing. And then we had dinner and it was cool. Yesterday... We went over to my mother-in-law's. And actually, I don't want to talk about memori- the actual Memorial Day, which was yesterday. I want to um, talk about that because my unacceptable has to do with that. So I'm going to get into everybody else's unacceptables pretty soon. Um, a couple of other things that I wanted to talk about, though, first. Oh, so yesterday we decide, you know, let's go to my mother-in-law's, pick up the kids, and we'll go to the pool there in her complex. There's a nice pool there. So this is this is a true uh, true story. Uh, I want to go and get a new bathing suit. You know, I've had like one bathing suit for like a couple of years that I never wear. I wore like twice in Vegas, and you know, but I just wanted a different color. It's a new, uh, you know. I just, you know, I just wanted to get a new bathing suit. So I don't want to fucking justify the fact that I almost feel like I got to explain to you guys why I want another, I want another, I want a new bathing suit. So we go to the store to get a bathing suit and this really happened. And my wife and I are looking at the racks and I'm like, babe, you like this one? You like that one? And I was like, oh, they got cool colors here. Like the, like, I feel like every store, every store, if you look in the men's section of bathing suits, step their bathing suit game up. Because I think like, you know, one store was like, oh shit, look what they're doing. Oh man, look. And I think, you know, a man has got to wear a nice bathing suit. If you go to the beach with your family, if you go to a pool in Vegas, if you, you just got to have a nice looking, you know, ba- bathing suit. Uh, and, and I mean, Speedos is like, I mean, you can't, I mean, 
I actually wanted to do something where I wore a Speedo and had, a, like, my friends who were ever with me just, like, tape it and put it on YouTube of me just walking around a pool holding a drink in a Speedo. I'm still thinking about doing that. I just think, could you imagine me walking around in, like, a yellow or either a bright yellow, green, or blue Speedo, just not addressing it, just walking around with, like, a pina colada or, a, or a, what is that, strawberry, just one, like, a daiquiri. And I'm just fucking in a dead serious, like, heated sports argument while I'm just, like, sitting by a little tiki bar in a fucking blue Speedo. Just fucking just into it. Like, no, 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 LeBron James sold out. That's what, And I'm just straight up, like, just fucking a mess. Like, just a fucking, basically a male G-string just sitting there. It would be hilarious. Um, the thing is, I don't know if I want to put that out there because, like, a politician, and that would be always out there. So if anything ever happened... And he, like, you know what I mean? Like what happened, like it's something like big happens in my career and then somebody's just like, oh, dude, but look at this. And then they're like, yeah, nah, but it would be funny. Here's what I would do. I would only do it if my, my other buddies did it. If it was like four or five of us standing around talking sports in a Speedo. Oh my God, we got to do that. All different colors. One's got blue. Could you imagine seeing Bartnick fucking lawhead? <laughs> Bill Burr's fucking white fucking ginger hair just fucking standing around in like a pink Speedo. That would be fucking... <laughs> I don't even know what would happen on YouTube if our whole crew, just me, Bartnick, Jason Lawhead, Bill Burr, a couple of other people, maybe we'll get like skinny Pete Davidson and just a couple of other people to just be standing around a pool in a serious, full-fledged, heated sports argument all of us in a bright colored speedo, not addressing it, just like like almost like fighting about the sports, like to the point where nobody. It, I think people would just be so confused because they would be like these like dude, these like manly looking dudes, like beards and like you know, you know, a couple of guts and beards and fuck, just sitting there, just scruffy looking. And oh my god, we got to do that. Tweet me if you think that that would be epic because I do too. Uh, of course, my manager is texting me a thousand times while I am only 15 minutes into this podcast. Um, anyways, so we go in to buy the, uh, we go in to buy these things. And I was like, oh, let me step up my games. I was like, oh, look, Stace, they got this, that. So she's like, I don't really like those. I like those. And then a woman comes over and a woman comes to the, to the rack of bathing suits that we're looking at. And Stacy goes, I really like this one. And I was like, I actually really like that one too. So she's like, all right, cool. It's like, yeah, no, I don't like those other ones. So jokingly, my wife says, and she wasn't, she wasn't being like a bossy jerk. She, Cause I, I mean, obviously I would have been like, fuck you. Like I wouldn't have taken if she said, it, if she, you know, said it the way this woman took it. But what my wife says is, okay, forget those. And you're not allowed to even look at those. These are the two you have to look at. So she said it jokingly, like, you know, if you're going to get a bait, so it has to be from here. So a woman took it as my wife just going. All right, you're only allowed to look at these. That's it. Like that. I was like some pushover. And I walk over and I kind of just go, oh man, like joking because my wife was joking. And the, <laughs> the woman just goes, ugh, and like walked away. So I, so my wife was just like, you think I give a fuck? Like it, it was funny because like my wife wasn't doing it. So that's why I didn't mind. But then at the same time, I'm like, is my, holy shit, like is, my, is this woman going to, 
think I'm this fucking just like what if you know what if I have to go run and get toothpaste wherever we were or 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 I see this lady at a, and she's just like um oh, there's there's that pussy you know another thing that happened when me and my wife were shopping which was funny was I had I had stomach surgery and they told me I couldn't lift anything 25 pounds or more for six weeks so we bought mulch and when we bought the mulch my wife was carrying it and putting it in the putting it in the back trunk and she's just like lifting it up and I'm like staying with the kids and I realized halfway through this that people at Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever we were Home Depot are looking at me probably thinking I'm this awful fucking husband who's like making my wife do work and I swear to God this car comes up to us slowly and it's this old couple probably in their 60s or 70s and the guy just goes wow you're really doing something right and I go no 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 sir I'm not a bad husband I said this out loud I go no no I'm not a bad husband I had stomach surgery he goes no whatever you're doing you're doing it right he goes I married the wrong woman (laughs) and they just started laughing and my wife started laughing but uh it's just funny what people see and how they don't understand like that of course there's a backstory so um oh my god that's a lot of all right so anyway um, what was it? What else was I gonna say? Okay, so so the bathing suit thing was funny, but um, I just I do want to talk about like the different personalities because I was talking about if we were all in speedos and I mentioned my, my buddy's names. As you guys know, the All In tour is um, myself, Joe Bartnick, and Jason Lawhead, and uh, it came about uh, at Bill Burr's wedding. We were all at Bill Burr's wedding. We were talking. We were clicking. We were having a great time. And somebody was like. Hey man, we should we should do a tour. And then Burr was like, "That's a great idea, man. You guys all open for me. Why don't you guys go in on a tour, you know?" And so we were like, "All right." And he's like, "You know, put something together and then, you know, like let me know what you think and we'll go from there." So we did that. And you know, you don't know what to expect when you're like living with guys on the road or you're maybe not living with them in the same house or room every night, but you're with them every day, you're eating with them, you're hanging out with them, and you know, people can be moody, comedians are fucked up, I mean, everybody's fucked up, so you never know, you know, what to expect or what's going on, and I gotta tell you, we're really different, and I'm gonna give you guys the the personalities that, that you're dealing with on the road, um, Bartnick and I are more similar, like, Bartnick and I are kind of just down for whatever, you know, Lawhead is too, and Lawhead is probably one of my favorite people to ever watch describe something, say something, do an impression of. It's so funny. But Lawhead's like, you know, and, and, and you know, rightfully so. You know, it's not a bad thing, but Lawhead's more of like, in certain ways, I guess more cautious, where Bartnick and I will be like, you know, fuck it, yeah, let's do it, ah, whatever, you know, and, and it actually makes for a nice dynamic, and, you know, that I think, I, I don't know, I just, I just think us three together work great, you know, we could have a sports argument where, um, Lawhead is more of the stat guy of the sports argument, well, I mean, no, he goes, look, look at this, and, and look at that, where me, I'm more of, like, the feeling, and then Bartnick is just like, fuck, that guy sucks, and it's just, like, it's really funny, and being on the road with these guys, drinking a scotch, or the lawhead's not really drinking right now, but like sitting down, smoking a cigar with these guys, and just talking and hanging out and talking comedy and everything, is um, is awesome. Uh, I have to put this on pause because now my manager's calling me, but you won't know the difference. Okay, just like that, I am back. And uh, how long was it? I don't know. You don't either. Could have been. Hey, could have been tomorrow. Could have been yesterday. No, that wouldn't make sense. But it was quick. Um, all right, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to to hanging with these guys, and I'm very lucky and fortunate to be on tour 
I could not imagine what it would be like to be with just some fucking cocksucker. You know, just some dickhead who, you know, just somebody that's like self-righteous, somebody that thinks that they should be doing this or they should be doing that. You know, I was involved in something once where somebody was difficult and uh, there were four of us and we were doing something and, uh, you know, one of the guys was just, you know, wanted to be on another level, felt it like he needed to be doing this. And then by the time it was over, realized he was a dick, apologized. And, uh, and it was just a silly thing. And, and you can't do that in this business, man, you really need to just worry about being cool and respectful to people and just do what you could do on stage. And hopefully, you know, just let the, the chips fall where they may, as they say that, that that's all you could do, you know, Fuck it. I just, I don't have time for, for that shit. And, you know, if you ever do a tour with a bunch of people, I will tell you this though, there will be, because don't get me wrong, there were definitely times where like a couple of, I mean, listen, man, everyone's got their good days and their bad days. Everybody's going to get tired. Everybody's going to have a personal issue going on and somebody could, you know, just maybe be different one day. You're going to have to deal with that, you know, but I'm talking about overall cool good people that if you really sat down with and said hey that that's what you know like that's that's how a um you know you could know if somebody's really deep down inside a good person and i think what it is is if you're just like hey man i know you're going through whatever i know whatever but like let's just talk about this is silly man like and they could understand and go yeah man you're right let's just like that's the person it's the person that's like no, man, fuck that. It's not it's you. You know, don't come at me like those are the people that you just those are cancers that you just got to cut away because if they're not getting it, then you're 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 with the wrong people. And look, at the end of the day, it's only going to be you. Like I'm only doing a couple tours. We're doing one tour and then, you know, I'm starting a headline on my own. So I'm just happy that I'm with cool friends uh, while I'm doing it while I am on a tour. OK, um, one thing I wanted to talk about before I get into the um, unacceptables is um this is this is going to be probably like the the deeper part of the show this week is um and I think that this is going to apply to everybody but this has been on my mind for a couple of weeks and something else happened again and I was like you know what, I really want to address this we're better than on um TVE so a lot of times people come up to me and or or I'll talk to them and either whether it's family members or old friends or people I haven't seen in a while I don't like how people judge you on like how what you did in the past or how you um, got to where you're, you're going or, or where you are or if you improve yourself. I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, I had some people go come up to me um, and, and, and email me or if somebody sees that, you know, I do stand up and, you know, they want to talk. They'll just say something like, man, you know, you used to be real wild, or you used to, you know, or, you know, and people say, oh, man, people worried about you, and you did this, and, and you partied, and, and you, you know, it's, you, you had it really rough young, and it's so good to see what you, you know, nobody knew how you would turn out, people were worried about you, and I understand that, I guess, but, like, at the same time, it's like, why, I'm a fucking 35-year-old man, don't talk to me about what I did at 15, 16 years old because you didn't know what I was going through then. 
I appreciate if somebody's going to say like, hey, man, people are worried about you. I'm glad to see you doing well or something like that. Like, that's cool. But like, I don't like people. It's like if the last thing you remember me by is how you're talking to me now, that's silly. And I don't like that. You know, people make mistakes and people do things. Yeah, I did party hard when I was young. Yeah, I did do things that I could have probably lost my life. You know, I could have. I was I was reckless. You know, I was doing a lot of crazy things. I was, you know, I was, you know, I was living like a fucking, you know, like a crazy, you know, it was just did a lot of things, you know, high school, college, bad things, things that made me hit rock bottom. And, you know, and I went through a lot of shit. Listen, I'm not going to sit here on my show and act like I have this fucking hard, unbelievable. I know people have been, you know, beaten and abused both physically and mentally, and I know people who have lost parents at young ages and stuff like that, so I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, but, you know, with, with a, a brutal divorce that my parents went through when I was five, and um, and just having, you know, a lot of issues when I was younger, and, and needing to, to talk to people, and, and, and moving around a lot, and all kinds of things that happened to me, which probably wasn't great for my psyche or whatever, um, yeah, you know, I kind of lashed out and did some rebellious shit. And, um, but I don't like when people like, kind of like talk about that, like, man, you know, you're doing good now, man. You've, you're doing this and that. man, I remember you used to be, and it's like, I don't like that. Like, why would you say that? Like, unless that's the only way, maybe you know how to bring up conversation or maybe that's like, but it's like, yeah, I was a 16 year old kid. I was a 14 year old kid. I was a 17 year old kid. You know, fine, I was a 21-year-old kid, but after like that, you know, actually 21 was when I got like a real serious job and I started doing stand-up and like things like that. And by, you know, by that time I was, you know, I got a lot of crazy shit out of my system at a very young age, but I just don't like, and sometimes I take it and maybe this is crazy or maybe this is just me reading into it too much, but sometimes I feel like Maybe some of those people, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, maybe this is crazy, but sometimes I feel like some of those people that bring that up almost wish that you didn't get to a certain level or almost wish that you did kind of maybe fall down the path that that they thought you were going to be at. I remember one time I had a boss, I worked at a pizzeria, and nobody could actually say which one because I worked at a few pizzerias delivering pies when I was a kid, but I remember one boss was like, Man, if I was his parents, I would do this. Or man, he's doing that. And I saw him one time after. My, you know, I didn't appreciate that. You know, even though if it came from a good place, I didn't appreciate that. And this was a self-righteous cocksucker, this guy. You know, and he would say things like, "Well, I wouldn't do this, or I wouldn't do that, or you know, if if I was." And he was just one of those, and kind of made comments about my parents and, and or or what they should do. And I ran into him once, and I could just tell that. I think he had found out that I was doing stand-up, and he talked to me about it, and he seemed, but I could almost, like, it almost seemed like he was, like, kind of predicted that I was going to fall down this thing, and I didn't, and, like, I don't know if it, like, bothered him or not, but I just get like that, you know? You were really bad, in bad shape. Like, what made you change? I don't like that question. The, the fuck, what, you know what I mean, what do you, What made you change, oh, you didn't change, you're still in a fucking, you're still doing the same shit you're doing, you're still judging people, it's like, you know what I mean, all that shit that happened to me made me what I'm doing now, turned me into what I'm doing now, you know, and, I, and, and listen, I look back, I'll be the first to say this, man, I look back at some things I did, you know, and I'm disgusted, and I, and, and, and I look back and I'm like, if my son or daughter did half the shit that I did, I would be sick, you know, 
I did some shit, man. Bad things. I did bad things that I'm not proud of. You know, stupid things. Things that could have put me in jail. Some things were for to get a rise out of people and to get a laugh. Something was just because I was, you know, rebellious or looking for something, looking for something else. But I did stupid things that I regret. Criminal things, you know. I mean, did stupid, stupid things. We fucking did graffiti on buildings and then tried to burn it down. We fucking, I stole shit, you know, broke into people's cars. Did really bad fucking things. And, and it all came back to me. I remember one time, you know. I mean, I didn't break into people's cars on a regular basis, but there was like an incident where something happened and then my car got broken into and it was just like, just like I'm looking at these things I did and I'm going, holy shit, man. Like, what the fuck was I? Am I serious? Like, I'm trying to raise this family and, and have my son and daughter be good people and, and do this. And I did this shit. I was drinking at that age. I was fucking doing these horrible things, you know. I mean, some of the stories are funny. You know, I put them on stage. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Pulling my dick out in a hospital and running up and down the hallways naked is funny. I mean, it's, it's, you know, there are certain things that were funny that, like, we look back on and we laugh at. But there are some things where I grew up. But I just don't like when people come at me with them. It's like, you don't know me like that. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm sitting down with my brother or my family and someone's like, hey, man, remember you were doing that? That's crazy, man. It's great what you're doing now. That's cool. But don't, I don't like like, you know, I guess if it comes from a place of love, it's okay. But somebody that just kind of says that, maybe it's me being paranoid or me thinking that that person was rooting against me or, or doesn't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just the competitor in me or the spiteful person in me. So, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there listening to this that have made mistakes in the past and had, um, you know, got judged by it. And then everybody always thought this, and then they're doing something great. And it's like, you kind of want to tell them. I, I had, um, I had, I I mentioned this on a podcast, so I don't want to keep rehashing it. Um, but I had a couple of teachers that were great and I'll always remember them. My fourth grade teacher, Mr. Fulton and my English teacher in high school, Miss Scora was great. And they, they lifted me up. They they believed in me. They put me in higher classes. And I got better grades in the higher classes than the lower classes just because they believed in me and I needed that. Um, you know, I would go to school early in fourth grade when I was going through a rough time at home with anxiety and my parents divorced. And Mr. Fulton would just have me be there early and talk to me and just kind of be a friend to me. And I remember at the end when I graduated from that school, he was like, man, you came a long way and stuff. And I always, you know, I always remember that. You know, you always remember and think back to the, you know, to the people that did that. But I also remember when I was in kindergarten, I was going through something emotional because this is right when my parents were divorced and I didn't have that security or stability at home and we didn't have a lot of money. Me and my mom and my brother were living in like a one bedroom apartment and everything. And um, my mom had said that my kindergarten teacher or my first grade teacher, I'm sorry, I think it was my first grade teacher like called my mom I was like I'm worried about your son Paul like we're really worried about him and like it kind of freaked my mom out because they were like this kid's in first grade you know so I think back to that and it's like I just I, I'm like how many that happens to a lot of people you know like people aren't people need to learn people go through shit 
And I guess the whole point of this whole sex, you know, segment on the show is like, I don't like fucking people that judge. And I'm going to give this example where Chris Hardwick does his podcast, The, the Nerdist. And I was in a car. I might have been with Joe Matarese. And I was listening to the episode with the ex-porn star, um, Sasha Gray. And if you know what I'm talking about, she was on uh, Entourage. She played Vinny Chase's um, girlfriend in the show. And I'm listening to her. And she's insanely smart and articulate. And I'm just like, wow, you know. And and then, like, then there's a part of me, I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that's like, you know, thinking about, like, wow, you know, she was a young girl. She had sex with all kinds of strange guys. Did a bunch of crazy things that, you know, you would. And I'm not going to lie. I have a daughter and I would I would be fucking, you know, I don't know what I would do. You know, if you find that out, that's got to be fucking really hard for a parent. Devastating, I guess. And, but then I'm hearing this, I'm hearing her talking. You guys should listen to it because it's pretty, I mean, this girl was like 18 years old, sleeping with all these, like doing like fucking hardcore porn, man. And, um, it's like articulate, smart, like, like, you know, funny, like just cool. And, and I'm thinking to myself like this, this woman is always going to be judged by that. And it's easy for people to say that. Ah, she was a whore. She was this. It's easy. It's very easy for the outsider to say that. But seriously, people really don't know what people were, were really going through at the time. You know? You could look at it like maybe that was something that she was doing. But it's better than if she was doing heroin or she was addicted to something that would have killed her. Maybe that was just her way of dealing with it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Maybe she just fucking likes sex and wanted to do it. I'm just saying that people get judged for things that they did in the past when, when you don't really know what's going on. And, and um, you know, you guys heard the Daryl Strawberry thing where Daryl Strawberry, everybody was like, oh, man, fuck this guy. Get him out of the league. Cocaine six or seven times. Meanwhile, he tells stories about how his father told him, you're nothing. You're going to be nothing. Like, you're worthless. And he said he hits a home run in the 1986 World Series at Shea Stadium. The place is going nuts. He's rounding second base. And as he's rounding second base, he said he felt like nothing. He said he felt this big. He was on a show and he just like did that little finger thing like an inch. I felt this big going around second base. I felt like nothing because my father told me I was going to be nothing. And the only thing that took me away was when I would be, you know, out using something. So it's like it's easy for us to say shit, but we don't know. And I just got to the point where like when the third or fourth person came up to me and said like, man, you used to do this, you used to do that. I wanted to go, yeah, you know, I was a kid, but I'm fucking, I'm doing all right now. You know, like it just, it just bugged me. And I'm sure people go through that. So I just wanted to mention it. You know, some people are late bloomers and they're going to figure shit out later. Some people go through it really young and and get it. And I'm lucky that I went through shit young. And I'm lucky that I I didn't do anything to really harm myself that bad. But uh, I definitely, you know, walked a line on some things. And and it was, um, you know, stupid but a learning experience. So I'll leave it at that. I guess if somebody says that to you or somebody's like, man, we didn't know what was going to happen to you. And I hope this touches people in a certain way because, you know, it's easy to write people off. It's easy to put them in a category and leave them there. And and then when that doesn't happen, the confusion I just don't like. So... I love the come from, I, you know, I do. Actually, although when I do gamble, I bet I bet on the favorite. <laughs> 
but uh, you know what I'm saying. The underdog in this sense or somebody that went through something, you know, you love to see. So, all right, I'll leave it at that. I hope that wasn't too, you know, sappy for the for the show. You know, but we'll get to the funny now, everybody. Don't worry about it, okay? We're going right to... Um, we're going right to unacceptable for the week. I got three from fans all on Twitter. I'm going to talk about those. Then I'll go into mine. We will go into some sports. We will talk a little bit of movies. And um, we'll go on. So here we go. Unacceptable for the week. I know it's your favorite part. The unacceptables are blowing up on Facebook and Twitter. Here we go. Unacceptable for the week from the fans. The first one... <laughs> The first one I got here is, uh, there's a couple ones, every single one of them. And again, for the record, the ones that I pick, it doesn't mean I didn't like the other ones. It means that these are the ones that, like, I would find, like, really, that, like, I would put on the show. Like, you know, but there's a couple, I mean, there's, like, a couple. And I would love to do, like, honorable mentions and stuff, but, uh, you know, I just don't have enough time. And I, I want those people to keep sending them so I can get them on here. So if you, if you don't hear your name or whatever, I'm going to get you on the show. Uh, especially if you listen that much and you have fun. And the funny thing is now, the, the beautiful thing about Unacceptable for the Week is you could listen or wait, I should say. You should you could wait and watch all week for something to happen. And as soon as it's something that you don't like, you're like, fuck it, I'm this, this is unacceptable. The first one, Josh New Love Twitter feed is at Josh New Love, spelled exactly how it sounds. People who eat food loudly, and I love when he worded it, slapping it around in their mouth. Um, in public one thing that I can't stand and I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about but do you know when some people chew they almost you almost they almost sound like um, their jaw is locking and then unlocking it's like this like clicking I can't fucking stand that or the people that like so totally unacceptable to to do to eat loudly in public. I mean, listen, if you're sitting home and that's how you eat, or if you and your wife both chew like that and it sound like a bunch of fucking hogs going back and forth, and that you know you got fucking wheel of fortune on, and that's how you animals eat with food flying all over the house. Nobody cares because both of you guys are animals. But when you're in public, okay, and you're sitting there, and there's other people, strangers that are trying to enjoy their meal, and they hear you just globbing and just fucking slobbering all over your food. It's disgusting and unacceptable. And here's the fucked up thing about this. This is an unacceptable that you can't correct because nobody, you can't actually say, hey, uh, you know, can you stop eating your food like that? Because you don't know if it's just something that they, don't, they can't do, but it's still unacceptable in public. What they could do is know that they're annoying somebody and take it inside. And eat like the damn... Aren't people fucking animals? Like, I understand if you, you know, you're hungry and you bite something real quick or you bite off more than you could chew right away and you need to fucking work it into your mouth. I get that. I'm just talking about, like, if you're casually sitting down eating and you sound like a, a damn fucking bear in the woods, I mean, like, what are you doing? Don't you know that people hear you, like, breathing and, 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 you know, just slobbering all over your food. Absolutely unacceptable. I agree with you. Uh, Josh, new love. Thank you, man. Good one. Next one might be one of the most unacceptable things and funny things and hilarious. So I, I just, this is a great one. Um, was it Aaron Krath? I'm sorry, Aaron, if I'm saying the last name wrong. Um, Krath. Krath, I'm sorry, Aaron Krath, that's what I'm going with, 
at acraft.com. That's uh, A-K-R-A-U-T-H. In a sauna at work. <laughs> in a sauna at the office gym when a big bastard lets loose a giant fart. Um, first of all, this is unacceptable. <laughs> this is unacceptable on so many levels. Okay. First of all, farting out loud just because like there's dudes in there. Like it's still like, first of all, when you're in a sauna, you're half naked. Okay. So you're already like vulnerable and out there. Okay. Or just have a towel on and you're with strange dudes and you're all sweating in this hot box. Okay, that so just to just fart and just like not address it and and just be like some huge dude uh, <laughs> is ridiculous, you know. Second of all, if the fart smells bad, you're in heat and you're in a box and the door is supposed to stay closed, so you're just being a fucking asshole. Okay. And it's also unacceptable if you're that much of a fat piece of shit that you have a like a flatulent gas problem that you can't handle and you go into a sauna. There is no right in this. This is unacceptable. Aaron, I love this one. This is up there. This is like the like if there was a highlight reel of unacceptables, like this would be in it. A fat dude goes into the gym sauna and just farts out loud with other dudes in there. Absolutely 100% unacceptable. I don't even know. Um, you know, I know you put this on Twitter and you couldn't like explain what else happened. And I kind of don't want to know as much as I do, but that's just ridiculous. First of all, I would have started crying of laughter. Like, I would have, what I would have done is I would have started to cry of laughter. And then if I smelt anything for a second, I would have just walked out. And I probably would have cried of laughter more. Never went in that sauna and never looked at that fat bastard the same ever again. I don't even know, you know. And you wrote giant fart, which lets me know that it wasn't just like one quick little, like, this sounds like this dude had some fucking bass to it, you know. Where those little wood pallets in the sauna were like vibrating, and you're oh my god, it's awful. It's it's unacceptable. So thank you for that, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure sorry to some people who are going to be listening to this at lunch tomorrow. Okay, and uh, the next one, another one, unacceptable. The name is just Ray. Twitter feed is at it's Raymond's way. So at it's Raymond's way on Twitter feed. Walking into a store, a store that smells like piss. Um, I mean, it. that's, unless it's a pet store, it's unacceptable. Like if if you walk into a store and it smells like piss, I think it's I think it's actually makes sense to go up to a manager and go, hey, excuse me, I, I I walked in here, I wanted to go shopping here, and it honestly it smells like urine, and I was just curious if that was something that like you guys are cleaning up now or if it always smells like that, and just fucking have them either panic or go or or, or to get an explanation. I just don't understand that. There was a pet store that opened up near us when we lived in Mount Kisco. Uh, it was called Puppies. And I walked in, and I swear to God, the heavy amount of piss and shit that it smelled like. It smelled like alcohol, like, like ammonia. It was the worst thing I've ever smelled in my life. It was, I'm not even kidding, it was to the point where somebody almost put in like a smoke bomb that smelled like piss and filled it up. Like you needed fucking SEAL Team 6 to go into this place rolling around. 
You needed a fucking SEAL Team 6 to go in there and look at a fucking puppy Yorkie if you could to stand it with a mask over your face. It was the most ridiculous thing, and they went right out of business. How does it? How does an establishment smell like piss? I just don't understand. Like, are we nuts? Or 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 is it? I just I, I'll never understand that. I will never understand walking into a place and having it stink like somebody's bodily fuck. I just it's ridiculous and it's unacceptable. So those are three great ones. People who chew food loudly in public, a dude farting in a sauna at the gym is just, and uh, and walking into a store and having it smell like straight piss. All great unacceptables. That is exactly what the unacceptable segment is all about. I love it. Um, please, guys, let me know what's unacceptable in your week, and I will put it out there. I will. Okay? Again, it just can't be an obvious one. You know? It just can't be, you know. Guy took a shit in the mall, like literally in the middle of the mall. It's like, I, you know, just something, you know, try to have some kind of creativity with it. <laughs> um, but I love those. So that was Josh Newlove, Aaron Krath. Um, I know I'm fucking that up. I'm sorry. And uh, Just Ray, it's, it's Raymond's Way is a Twitter feed. Uh, thank you, guys. Now, my unacceptable for the week happened on Memorial Day at my mother-in-law's pool in New Jersey. Um, and it's kind of a combined unacceptable, but I will uh, I will explain. So we go, like I said, my mother-in-law had the kids for the uh, Sunday night. We go pick them up, and she lives in a nice, new, beautiful uh, complex that has, you know, a nice, uh, you know, jungle gym for the kids and a little basketball hoop in the parking lot. They got a little, you know, place where you could have a party inside if you rent it out and then they have a pool, you know, the, you know, the deal. And we go there and my mother-in-law's like, ah, oh, it's going to be 85 degrees. It's going to be really hot. Get your bathing suits, come over. We'll take the kids in the pool. And we're like, great. That'll be a nice Memorial Day. You know, after the big party that we had over the weekend, it'll be nice to just hang out, lay in the sun, chill out, go in the pool. Let's do that. So we go there, and the pool is ice cold to the point where they people were just sitting around it. There was a lot of people out there. And the pool, they said the heater was broken. So like, ah, it'll be fine. No, it was not fine. This shit was Arctic water like to the point where like you'll get used to it. No, I jumped in after taking 30 minutes with my feet into I couldn't do it. And all my son wanted to do was swim. We couldn't do it. I jumped in. I was in such pain cold. Like shockingly my body was shocked. I realized how you die in 5 minutes in the ocean in the middle of the ocean, you know, because that's this shit was like will stop your heart. And I jumped in and like, you know, the lifeguard was laughing cuz she knew and I was like, "Oh my god." And I go, "Nope." Nope, sorry. Like, I tried to bring my son, and my son, like, went up to his... My son will jump right in water. He loves water. Nope, we, he wasn't having it. So, the fact that it's opening weekend of the pool in this new complex, and the heater is, is broken is unacceptable. That's not the unacceptable. The real unacceptable was, there was a guy there, tattooed up, laying there, and he was just, like, yelling across at everybody and, like, being, like, in charge of everything, making comments about everything. I found out the next day that they call him the mayor there. But he'd go, come on, who wants to go? Come on, guys, you could go. No, oh, come on, we'll go into And he would, like, get up away from his wife and walk in. And he was, like, talking to people. And it was just this dumb 
fucking New Jersey loudmouth yelling at a public pool. Oh, come in. Does he want to come in? Oh, he come out. It's fine. What are you talking about? The pool's fine. This and that. Just like talking about like cars and like what's going on in, in the complex out loud to everybody. And I'm laying there and I'm going, if this dude yells at my son to come in, like it puts me in a bad situation because I'm gonna be like, no, buddy, listen, I tried taking my son in. Like we're just relaxing, enjoying the day. I don't need your fucking loud New Jersey fucking mouth with your tattoos fucking yelling at me or my family, you know. And I'm laying there thinking like, why am I uncomfortable here on Memorial Day at this fucking pool? Oh yeah, that's why. Cause I'm at a public fucking pool. That's why. Because there's other people around and people suck and don't get it. Unacceptable unacceptable. This is why I don't take subways. This is why I don't go on trains. This is why I drive in my own car to the city at night on my time because people are fucking disrespectful animals. Okay. I don't want to hear some fucking kid rapping. I don't want to hear somebody on the phone. I don't want to hear that shit when I want to be left alone. And I damn sure don't want to go to a public pool with my son, daughter, wife, and mother-in-law and have a guy go, nah, get the pool's fine, I'll get it. Oh, this and that. Having full-fledged conversations for all other people, strangers who are laying on like chairs trying to relax in the sun listening to this guy's loud fucking mouth. I swear, this guy was New Jersey in a nutshell. You know the way there's traffic and it smells like shit and it's kind of swampy? It was that in a human form with tattoos. It was fucking awful. And it was just typical fucking Jersey asshole. I just, I can't stand loud mouths. At first I was like, oh, this guy's cool. Like he was like, come on, you guys want me to go in? Like I thought it was just a guy being cool. Like, you know, like a guy and his wife laying there and he wants everybody to feel comfortable, but then he was going to stop. And then it turned into this. I mean, this guy might as well have been fucking, you know, standing on it. Like, you know, the guy with the hat and the circus just fucking run. Like that's what this guy was just, it was ridiculous. Like some ringleader is like, I'm not here for this shit. I'm here to listen to you, you, you fucking talk about what car you got. You got fucking tattoos all over your body. You're telling people to go into water. The water must have been 65 degrees, 60 degrees. And he's going, no, no, that's at 72. It's fine. It's fine. And it wasn't fine. Okay. It was not fine. I could not bear to be in the water after jumping in it. And it takes me two seconds to get used to a pool. And this loud man, and I'm like, seriously, and my son and daughter were just sitting there with my wife and I'm waiting because I kind of was sitting back just laying there after my son and daughter knew that we could just pretty much put our feet in up to our knees and that was going to be it. That was fine. And I'm just waiting for this guy to come over and go, hey, you want to come in with me? And like start taking my, because he said that to a little girl. He's like, you want to come in with me? And I'm going, dude, if this guy says that to my son or daughter, like I'm not, I'm not cool with that. I'm not fucking cool with it. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. What am I going to fucking tell a guy to go fuck himself or shut up or something like that? You know, that it just puts me in a bad spot. It's unacceptable. I hate loud mouths. I can't stand it. I can't, I can't fucking stand it. And then what, and then I look like the asshole going, Hey dude, like, listen, I appreciate it, but please don't fucking talk to my, you know what I mean? Don't talk to my kids like that. Don't, I, I, I'm, I'm fine. We're here as a family. We'd like to be left alone. What, what happens if you do this? What happens if you go, listen, man, we really appreciate it. We just kind of want to be left alone. So if you don't, if you, it'd be nice if you just didn't bother us. We just want to relax and not, not hear somebody yelling. What? What the fuck? Is I drive a Let's go get a Parmesan. You fuck. Shut the fuck up. Unacceptable. That's what I had to deal with at a pool. Unacceptable for the week. There you have it. It's just, it's people, man. 
It's people just, how do you fart in a sauna? How do you do that? How are you loud? I just don't understand what these people are thinking. It's the most ridiculous, unacceptable thing I've ever heard. You're at a public pool. Okay, the part of a public pool, there's not a sign outside that say, hey, there's going to be a leader of this public pool. Okay, that would actually be more forth. I would actually like to know that. Hey, in this public pool, there's a leader. He calls himself the mayor. He's going to be a tattooed up fucking loud mouth. He's going to do this and do that. If you feel like dealing with hearing a guy yelling about cars that he drives, telling people to jump in the pool even when it's freezing, and just being overall annoying and loud and somebody you hear during your relaxing stay, please, by all means, come in. That It didn't say that. It says this is a nice public pool. You know, have respect, be private, this and that. Lay on your chair. That's what it should be. This isn't some fucking community that this guy's running. Ugh. Fucking, it's the worst. That's why, folks, I live in the woods. I live in the country, in the woods, far away, with a lot of property. And I like to be left alone. You know, my wife was talking and she said, you know, a lot of people always say to her, like, um, wow, man, you must be so funny at home. You live with it. And my wife's like, no, he's not. He's not always on. He's not fucking, he's not. It's what he does for his job. And I mean, I'm fun and stuff, but I mean, I'll be the first to say my wife, my wife cracks more jokes in this house than me probably, or, you know, definitely more sarcastic and stuff than I am. Cause I like to be away from people when I'm not working because when I work, I'm around people. I don't want to sound like some anti, I'm not like an, I don't not like people. Like, I mean, I'm cool with people like the majority, but it's the ones that do the unacceptable stuff that need to be cut out. Um, oh man, I didn't even get into sport. 50 something minutes in here. Okay. Sports. I've been watching the, um, NBA playoffs and yeah, Let's. It's over for the Pacers. The Pacers just. Uh, the Pacers can't do it. They're running their mouth. There. It's just exactly what happened years ago, when. You know, I remember the Miami Heat were talking. What was his name? Bernard Leonard. We're going. Uh, yeah, I could. I could shut down Mike Michael Jordan. What happened? You know, and now this guy Lance Stevenson, who plays well, but he's like, ah, you know, LeBron this, LeBron that. The Heat just come out and kick the shit out of him. Jason Law had shout out to him after the Pacers won game one. Jason Law goes, all right, then Heat in five. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be that. Uh, so that series is over. Oklahoma City, I did think, would bounce back, and I did think they would bounce back two games to none. I, I did. I knew that they weren't going to go down 3-0. And once they won that next one, they came out tonight and they won big. I thought Popovich uh, played the bench way too early in the third quarter. Four minutes left in the third quarter, down 15. I mean, that's crazy, but he knows better than me. I have been watching a little bit of the Rangers, man, and I got to say, I mean, I'm, I, it's intense. It's intense, and you know what? It's great for New York and Madison Square Garden, and if they go to the Stanley Cup, New York will be rocking, and uh, I'll be rooting for that. Even though I'm not a Ranger fan or a big hockey fan, I'll definitely be rooting for that, and I know a lot of friends and family who are big Ranger fans, so good luck to them. I hope they win. Uh, I keep missing Tanaka's pitching uh, start starts for the Yanks, 
and he's like seven and one or something. And I heard he's just killing it right now. I gotta watch. Uh, I gotta watch more. So I'm gonna make it my uh, like when I'm free and I'm home and I'm doing all that. Like where I'm, I can home and I could just sit down and watch the game. I'm definitely gonna. I want to watch this guy. But it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive for a guy just coming to America to dominate hitters like that. And I got to tell you, one thing I'm worried about sports is when this NBA playoffs is over, uh, then that means football, no football, hockey, there'll be no hockey, but I don't watch it anyway. But So no hockey, no football, no basketball. It's just baseball for a while until the NFL starts. So I'm going to have to try to get into it. Maybe going to a couple of games will get me into it. But um, that's it for sports. I mean, what else to say? I just think that... Uh, I think the Spurs will win in seven against Oklahoma City. And I think that uh, the Pacers are done. Movies. I almost went. After I was at the club, I went to the theater next to the club. And all the movies I want, like could have saw were all playing within five minutes. Godzilla, X-Men, Captain America, oh, and Neighbors. I had the choice all within five minutes to see Neighbors, X-Men, Captain America, or Godzilla. And I just said, do I feel like spending money on Captain America? I was like, I heard it's good, but no. Do I feel like watching fucking X-Men right now? No, I just don't. I mean, even though, I just don't. Do I want to watch a fucking, you know gigantic lizard or fucking dinosaur or whatever Godzilla is right now no and um you know so I I didn't I just didn't I just said you know what I'm just gonna wait for DVD there's nothing I really need and want to see right now and that's what I'm waiting for I need I want to see it right now and and I, I don't have that yet I'm waiting so um let me let me know, guys. Too, I'm looking for rentals, DVD rentals, and stuff like that. If you saw something good, let me know. But I, I'm just I'm waiting. I'm not gonna rush into this shit. Like something I have to see. Like I would have to see is a new Star Wars. Like when that Star Wars comes out, I have to see it. There's no way I'm gonna wait. I'm going to the theater. I'm gonna watch it. You know? Are you kidding me? Lightsabers, Han Solo, and shit. Like you know. It's just you grew up with it, you got to see it. Those are like must-go-tos, but I, I could wait for fucking Spider-Man or all that shit. Uh, okay, plugs, everybody. Here we go. This week, starting tomorrow, Wednesday, the 28th through June 1st, Cleveland. We're here. If you're in the area, get tickets. The All-In Tour, me, Joe Bartnick, Jason Lawhead at one of the best clubs in America. Also, um, that tour will be heading to New Jersey June 12th through the 14th. New Brunswick, New Jersey at the Stress Factory. Great club. Packs out all the time. Come out and see us there. And um, on the 15th, Sunday, Father's Day, I will be at Helium in Philadelphia. Spend time with the family during the day and then head out to work. Philly's not that far at night. Helium in Philadelphia should be a great time. So check those out. We will uh, be there, have a great time and all that stuff. Please um, keep the tweets coming with the unacceptables. 
thank you so much for listening and, and leaving the, the comments that you guys leave, man. I, I love doing this for you guys. I just love doing the show, and I love that it's growing, and you guys love it too. Um, as you know, I uh, you guys are why I do it, so if you want me to talk about anything, send it. Keep the comments coming. Follow me on Twitter, at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. I want to thank my comedian friends who came to my son's party too, Chris Lamberth and Joe Matarese. Uh It was great hanging with you guys, and thank you so much for the gifts for the kids. Uh, everybody who was at the party for my son and, and for us uh, at the house, we just had a great time and we really appreciate it. Um, until I get back, uh, I'll get back from Cleveland. I'll have a great podcast for you guys. Um, until then, uh, until then, I'm out of here and I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much.